I'm hungrier than a skunk's arsehole. This week on All Tunes, we'll tell time with Norder. If you like your wave supreme, you're in the right place. And we'll talk with finger guitarist supreme Don Ross ahead of his show at the Trailside this week. Is ready, PEI? Let's get her done! Hello, Prince Edward Island! I am your host, Adam Michael James, and you are listening to Isle Tunes for the week of January 14th, 2024. I am honor-bound to tell you that the bulk of this script was written either in Toronto or in transit to the island from Toronto. I had to go there. I had a date with Madonna. Madonna. Okay, technically, I'm not bound by honor to tell you that, but you gotta admit, it's a pretty cool flex. Thank you to John and Anne-Marie Marshall and Fletcher for their hospitable hospitality. However, now that I've seen Madonna's show, my own show must go on. And to come full circle with the Madonna reference, I've got a group of PEI artists who consistently express themselves through their music. You know you know you've got to. So let's get them on this virtual stage for you. House lights down, please. Let's move from the Queen of Pop to some island royalty. Baja royalty, that is. She'd already earned her crown before she even left her home in the Bahamas. By age 17, she won awards from the Bahamian government for her artwork. She brings similar colors and style to her musical artwork as well, including empowering messages galore. Here's one worthy of framing, hard work, from Baja royalty, kicking off this episode of Altoons. Did you know it's not easy to type through turbulence? I only just today found that out.
I save, let's see, ten dollars a week times fifty-two weeks, five hundred and twenty dollars. That's a couple weeks wages for me. You have to be thrifty nowadays. You work too hard for your money. Spending some time watching, um, <clears throat> listening to the shopping channel from Wave Supreme on this channel, Isle Tunes. The Supreme One is an independent producer from Grand Tracadie, and not only is he responsible for his own digital delights, he's taken to producing for other artists too. Case in point, helming Venus 2's first official album, Pretty Angel Honey Bun, which just came out in November. If you want to know what time it is in island music, look no further than Norder, who emerged as the new clock of the walk last fall with their debut effort, 1234. This timely quintet is fronted by Declan Rockwell, and they fuse their indie rock style with maritime influences and legends like the Smiths. Norder got a major bump by being part of the first up with RBC Times Music program, which elevates emerging artists in Canada. 1234 times out with minutes and minutes of hard-hitting rock and a good deal of funk, but how about we slow things down a hair and jam to the title track from 1234? Doesn't matter if that's AM or PM, it's part of this Can't take it no more 
Carrie Lynn with Hope You Shine from her Hit the Ground album of 2021. She comes by her gift for crafting artistic narratives by Tommy Gallant, her grandfather known as a PEI-renowned storyteller. Likely her five years backpacking through countries like Australia, Colombia, and Thailand had an effect on her storytelling superpower too. Coming up, rapper Eric Broadbent prays to the goddess, and not the porcelain one, and celebrated finger guitarist Don Ross sits down for the Altoons microphones to talk about his big break on cassette. Cut Eastbound seems to do it all, musician, graphic designer, visual artist, and tinkerer. And there's no denying that there's a uniqueness to everything Cud does. No wonder, since Eastbound now creates Westbound, off the grid in Dawson City, Yukon. The rawness of their lyrics and vocals become evident in the first few bars of any of their songs, and sometimes the titles alone are enough to indicate the vulnerability of their subject matter. This one from Cud's 2010 Fiverr's Warning album is called Afraid to Tell Your Friends That You're Miserable. And before I hit you with it, a quick moment meditating on mental health. Don't be afraid to tell your friends, or even just one, if you're miserable. Don't let that stuff build up inside, okay? Let me tell you from personal experience, not the healthiest choice. At the very least, take advantage of PEI's mental health line, 1-833-553-6983. That's 1-833-553-6983. Now, because I'm risking sounding like an ABC after-school special, let's join Cud Eastbound, already in progress, but not really, on Altoons. Don't be afraid. Tell those friends. He said, oh, I'm not meant to be here Don't you see? The salt can wash this away And all the boats sink Paddle boats running on high It's a pity I'm no catch of the day Claim to know where to go from here. They're all liars. 
own skin look in the mirror the only person you see is the, is the person you hate Hey, I'm Lawrence Maxwell, and you're listening to Isle Tunes. Allons en aller, oui, la bouche, 
When does a group that starts out performing at house parties and dinner theaters end up winning plus de ICMAs? When that group is Barachois. That was Hommage aux Cajuns from their 2002 album Naturel. Hélène Bergeron, Albert Arsenault, Louise Arsenault, and Chuck Arsenault formed Barachois in 1993 and went on to record three albums before disbanding in 2003. Russell Lauder made the jump from PEI to Montreal, and in that process made the jump to their first EP, Think of Light, in 2017. This led to their album, Humor, which itself made such a jump it was long-listed for the 2021 Polaris Music Prize. Now taste the rainbow with this cut, Lavender, from Russell Lauder on Altoons.
Russell Lauder adding some color to Isle Tunes with Lavender. Russell's latest album is Fair Weather, which came out last fall. I've always believed that entertainment can not only be, well, entertaining, but educational. That's why I like to cut into the music ever briefly and bring you a segment that can only be called This Week in PEI History. Don't worry, there's no quiz afterwards. Or is there? January 12, 1842, the first edition of The Islander was published on this date. It was a conservative newspaper that dropped new issues every Friday, and they had issues all right with temperance, education, and liberal corruption. Not much has changed, right? The Islander last ran their presses in 1873, the same year that PEI joined Confederation. Given how much resistance there was to that joining, one can't help but wonder if the timing of the final issue was a coincidence. January 21st, 1905, nuclear physicist George Craig Lawrence was born in Charlottetown. Starting his work in the area of X-rays, Lawrence tried to build the first atomic reactor in Ottawa in 1940. He was later part of a team that successfully built one, and he continued in the field of atomic energy. Lawrence died in Deer River, Ontario at the age of 82. Coming up, Don Ross gives you his digits, the finger kind flying over an acoustic guitar, that is. Eric Broadbent has been busting rhymes pretty much since Busta Rhymes started making solo records. Yeah, Eric's a white dude, but he ain't no Vanilla Ice. His 2005 track The Girl at Work picked up an ECMA nom, and he spearheaded the group's Communicazi and The Trip, plus featured in tons of other artist tracks. Last year, he dropped his latest EP, Eric Broadbent and Moves, a collab with Moves, and here's a little bit of worship with his cut Oh My Goddess. And these beats are so holy, they're deserving of an Tunes F-bomb alert!
99% of people gotta be shitting me If you're hard on the head, in the end you're the enemy Confusing honesty with being condescending Overrated, stupid and contagious Probably gonna hate this and consider it tasteless Man, I really can't take it like my time is fucking wasted I don't follow trends cause they make me look dated Who said I play well with others? What a motherfucker like a hole in a rubber If I need your help, I would rather go under And if you got a problem, you can take a Broadbent and Moves, making us bow down to Oh My Goddess on Altoons. Eric was one of this podcast's interview guests early on, and his is one of the several chats available in expanded video versions. How do you get to see him? Become a subscriber on Patreon, of course. Five bucks a month and you get access to lots of video interviews with more coming as I get a chance to edit them. Patreon.com slash Altoons. And my talk with Eric? 45 minutes of PEI rap and hip-hop goodness. The goddesses and gods of PEI music continue to summon us for praise, veneration. Well, actually, they just like to play their songs for us. And they don't require any sacrifices, except maybe a little bit of our time at the following island stages. Today, January 14th, Island Jubilee featuring Melissa McKenzie, Frank Witte, and Janelle Banks are at the Florence Simmons Performance Hall. Tuesday, January 16th, Don Ross with special guest Sean Hall at the Trailside Music Hall. Thursday, January 18th, Quitting Time, a tribute to Zach Bryan featuring Kira Lone and Cody Voki are at the Trailside. On Friday, January 19th, Groove Company does a fundraiser for the QEH at the Trailside. Also on the 19th, Baited and Cell Death with Johnny Deathwish from New Brunswick play at Baba's Lounge. Saturday, January 20th, Trevor Lowell Clements and the Barn Cat Poetry Beat have their album release along with Strat Abuse and the Devil's Punch Bowl at Sportsman's Club. I will be there, by the way. Also on Saturday, January 20th, Sirens has their birdsong show at Park Royal United in Charlottetown, following the next day with another show at Trinity United in Summerside. That's on Sunday, January 21st. Looking into next week, January 24th, Jack Pine Folk Club featuring Margie Carmichael Scotto, Logan Richard, and Trey Sutherland are at the MAC. January 25th, it's Island Jazz featuring Joey Kitson with Sean Ferris and Chris Corrigan at Baba's Lounge. Also January 25th, Hotel California, A Night of the Eagles featuring Brad Milligan, Jos Rayom, Alyssa Harper, and Craig Fair are at the Trailside, and they are doing that show at the Trailside through the 27th. And January 26th, it's Richard Wood and friends doing their East Coast kitchen party at the Mac. It's hard to even know where to start with this week's guest because his career spans nearly four decades. There's 
So many albums, 22 to be exact, and so many accolades. He won the National Fingerstyle Guitar Championship in the States twice. And he's had a record hit the top 10 on the U.S. Billboard New Age chart. This is all the more reason I am so incredibly honored to have the legendary Don Ross sit down with me here in the Autune studio, otherwise known as my basement, <laughs> um, to chat about his latest album, Water, and his show coming up at the Trailside this Tuesday the 16th. Don, thank you for coming. It's, it's great to actually meet you. Yeah, what the heck, eh? It's nice to meet you too, Adam Michael. Well, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Now, you make the island your home now, Stratford. Mm-hmm. We're, we're specifically, we're practically neighbors. Yeah, that's right. Right? Uh, but you're from Montreal originally, right? Yeah, born um, and raised in Montreal. Yeah. How long have you been on the island and what brought you here? Well, um, I married an islander. Um, I was married once before my first wife passed away a bunch of years ago. And um, when I remarried, I married a gal from PEI. And uh, her name is Brooke Miller. She's a singer-songwriter and all that kind of stuff. That's how we met through music. I was a fan first. I, I heard the music on the CBC when I was in Nova Scotia one day, one day and I thought, who the heck's that? That was lovely. And um, so then I met her a month later at a, a music convention also in Halifax. And uh, we kept in touch, and I offered to produce her next record, and the rest is hysterical history. Um, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intentional Freudian slip. So, um, yeah, we've been married 19 years now. Um, it's my first time living on the island, obviously not hers, um, but we've uh, skipped around. We've lived in four different provinces over the course of our time together. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, I understand that while your first official album, Bearing Straight, came out in 1989, uh, you had your first unofficial release via cassette in That's 1986. Right. Uh, how did that come about? And did those initial tracks ever find their way to a wider audience? Um, what happened was in 1986, I decided, well, okay, I want to go for it. I want to be a full-time musician. Um, I had a music degree. I did an undergraduate degree at York in Toronto. Um, but uh, I sort of wasn't quite sure if I wanted to be in, in what capacity I wanted to be a musician. I thought originally I wanted to write scores for television and film and stuff like that. But back then, even though I was in the big city for that in Canada, I um, didn't know where to look. I didn't know, didn't know what resources to look up. There was no internet, so I couldn't just hop on a website and find out or whatever. So I didn't have any connections. So I decided to go ahead and make a recording. Um, I went into the studio in the north end of Toronto and uh, recorded a big pile of stuff, just everything I did. Um, solo guitar music, stuff with vocals. Uh, I played some piano. I played some fretless bass. I played some percussion. I, play, I even played banjo in one tune. <laughs> the whole idea was to sort of make it, basically make it kind of like an album-length demo and use that to shop around. So um, I got some work out of it as a side person and uh, and a few gigs out of it. And then um, it, then I, I joined a band. We were I was in this quartet that's called iMusic for a little while. I did a lot of my music. And then finally... Um, I got offered a solo recording deal after I won that guitar competition you were talking about. After I won it the first time, I got a lot of attention uh, in the local CBC in Toronto, and that led to a recording deal. And <laughs> cool. Yeah. You still have the uh, the cassette? I have a copy, I think, still at home. I I tend to suppress it. It was a very junior early effort, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure as a as a piece of. Um, Don Ross detritus from my history. It might be interesting to seven or eight people. Who knows? <laughs> but but a lot of the tunes, a lot of the solo guitar tunes that are on that cassette album ended up on my first real album. Mm, okay, so was, you reworked them. Yeah, yeah okay, which that was makes much, sense. Much 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 better sense. recorded and well, of uh, course. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and it was great because it was done for a label and they had a lot of support from the CBC. And so right away the music got a lot of, um, attention uh, very quickly so i was able to start booking tours almost right away well, that just proves that despite the you know the media involved in recording it the talent was already there and you know that's the rumor anyway <laughs> <laughs> well you must be doing something right because you're still here all these years uh, yeah later. i know it's funny eh? <laughs> it is so. funny it's fascinating to me that you're both of scottish and Mi'kmaq descent uh though you're through your father and mother respectively um has being part Mi'kmaq uh, specifically influenced your music over the years and if so how it's been probably more of a, a covert or spiritual kind of thing. My mother had a tough time growing up on the res in Nova Scotia. So essentially when she ran away to Montreal, she kind of wanted to leave that part of her life behind. Mm -hmm. So she kind of posed as um, a non-Indigenous person. Like she didn't let people know. She didn't even let my father know. Uh, my mother went to the grocery store and meanwhile the mail came and he looked through the mail and he just, he just saw official looking things. So he started opening them thinking there were bills and he didn't realize he had opened something that was actually addressed to my mother. And it was from the department of Indian affairs. Oh, wow. And it was something to do with her treaty, um, uh, treaty rights or something like that. And he looked at it and went, Oh wow, cool. <laughs> so my, my Scottish father, my Scottish immigrant father realized suddenly he's got a first nation's wife. So she came back from the store and, uh, and with a big smile on his face, he says, hey, Marie, did you, did you know you're an Indian? And he's holding up the, the letter. And she's, oh, Ron, I'm sorry. I was going to tell you. And he says, why are we even worried about it? Like, I don't care. And she was like, oh, I thought you wouldn't love me as much. I mean, it was, it was really ingrained, you know, that indigenous people really thought of themselves as very, very second, third, fourth class. Well, that's because that's how they were treated. Yeah, absolutely. But on a musical level, it, you couldn't really put on one of my records and say, oh, yeah, there's chanting, oh, there's, there's, there's jingle dresses, oh, there's drums. No, that's not really what I do. Um, but I think some of the tunes have been um, more covertly influenced. Um, but it would be really hard. You'd have to use a, a DNA analysis to <laughs> figure out where. <laughs> when I was living in Toronto, I was really heavily involved in the Indigenous arts community there. Uh, I got uh, adopted pretty quickly into the, um, the local Indigenous arts scene. So I did a lot of music for live theatre, Indigenous theatre. Uh, I did a lot of work with uh, the what was then called the Canadian Native Arts Foundation. Um, all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. I mean, I, I, I feel very very welcomed always when I work in an indigenous context. And I just did a, a tour with a, a band based in Ontario called Sultans of String. And they just, their latest recording um, project is called um, uh, Walking Through the Fire. And it's, a, and it's an indigenous collaboration album. So they had um, a whole bunch of us, uh, a whole bunch of us indigenous artists on stage. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with them, and uh, and I collaborated on one tune on the album that turned out really well. So yeah, yeah I'm really pleased about it. Now, as I mentioned, you've had uh, 22 albums out over the past 35 years, uh, which is approaching the territory of Prince. Yeah, it's getting there. Right? Getting there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your latest is Water, which came out in uh, what we can now call last year. No, we can now call it that officially. Um, how might Water be different from your previous work, and what do you feel stands out on it? Since my last solo recording, I've uh, I've taken a master's degree in orchestration. Oh, wow. So over the course of uh, my studies and also the next little while, I was writing more and more music for television, from film, and that kind of thing, and really honing my craft as an orchestrator. And um, I ended up writing some stuff that I thought, this would be really good on a Don Ross record, and it would be really different from what I've done before. And there's even one tune 
that involves a full 70-piece orchestra on it. Oh, wow. You know? That's amazing. So um, that's exciting for me to be able to work that way. You know, it's wild. I'm sure your upcoming show at the Trailside on the 16th will be in support of water. Yep. But um, what else can concert goers expect at the show? I mean, you have a special guest touring with you, right? There's actually going to be a lot of special guests at the Trailside show in the end. So uh, my friend Sean Hall is traveling. He lives uh, just south of Vancouver on the U.S. side in a town called Bellingham, Washington. Mm. So he's coming over and he's going to do the Trailside show with me as well. And also... Um, on the new album, one of the uh, tracks I did on there was a, a Jaco Pastorius tune, great bass player, worked with Joni Mitchell and Weather Report and Wayne Shorter and all these people. Um, he wrote this tune many years ago called Three Views of a Secret, which I've always loved. And I thought to myself, I'm going to learn this one day as a solo guitar tune. And I did. I recorded a solo version of it. But then I thought, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great with, a, with the string quintet that's here in, in town? So the Atlantic String Machine, I hired them to to play this chart that I wrote for them. And then I thought, well, let's do it live. So Atlantic String Machine is going to be at the Trailside uh, performing that tune and one other one with me. And then Daryl Gallant, the bass player, oh, is gonna, yes. he's going to play as well. And Brooke, my wife, is going to guest on a couple of tunes as well. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty, quite, a pretty high-powered show. Quite an extravaganza. Um, now, I've controlled the playlist this entire episode because that's what I usually do here. But now it's it's your turn to play DJ. So pick a track from Water and tell us why you've chosen it. That's a good question. Um, just for heck, the heck of it, I, if this is not a tune that I would play live because it's, uh, it's way too involved. But there's a tune on the album called um, The World Didn't Change After All. And uh, it's a piece I wrote when I was a student uh, doing my master's degree. I was asked to... Um, as one of my assignments, I had to score a film. And the film this time, it was a, a documentary on the 50th anniversary of Apollo 8. Mm. So the, the first of the Apollos that actually orbited the moon. So it's a short film, half an hour, and but it needed music pretty much top to bottom. So right. I, I wrote all this music. And one of the pieces I wrote was for the segment where they're looking back on what they thought might happen. They, that what they thought that by going to the moon, it would unite the world and make it a more peaceful place. And that's not what happened. <laughs> not even close. And talk, <laughs> talking about how kind of, dis, you know, idealistic they were and how disappointing it was. So that's what the title's about. And the song, the piece is quite melancholy. And very, very pretty. It's like the prettiest tune on the record. But originally it was for piano and orchestra. And then I thought, why don't I just throw a guitar part on in the studio? So it was recorded over in Prague by the the city of Prague Philharmonic. And I added a guitar part at my studio here in Stratford. <laughs> I've been talking with the one and only Don Ross, and I'm still hella humbled that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much for your generosity and yeah. giving me access to the entirety of your catalog to share with Islanders via Tunes. Make sure everybody come out to the trail site on the 16th so you can load up on Don Ross's discography at donrossonline.com. Thank you, Don, for being here today. Thanks, Adam, Michael. It's a awesome. pleasure.
Back-to-back Don Ross, starting with his newest, The World Didn't Change After All, from his Water album, and then reaching back to his first official album from 1989, Bearing Straight, and The First Ride, which I thought was kind of appropriate. I also find it interesting as hell to compare an artist's work with their current work, especially when said works are 34 years apart. There's a benefit concert being put together for Palestine, and there's still lots of room for bands on its roster. It will take place in February, and if you want to be part of it, contact Trevor Lowell Clements at trvr.clements, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at gmail.com. He's on Facebook and Instagram, too. And what a dink! so is Altoons. Follow this here podcast on those platforms because every week I post links to other platforms where you can buy the music you hear on this show. If something grabs your ear, drop a loony, toony, or other uni and make an artist day. If you missed my interview with Matt Rainey on CBC's Main Street this past Tuesday, no big whoop. It's on the new Altoons YouTube page where episodes will soon be available as well. Just pop Altoons into the search on Tube of You and you'll find it. I always start these episodes with colorful PEI phrases, so if you want to record one and send it to me, like Jackie Robichaud did for this episode, I'll include it. Zap it over to amj at altoons.ca, and I'd guess you could text an audio file to 902-807-4250. You can use either or both of those methods of contact to leave a comment about the show or suggest an artist that I should play. I'm always attempting to amass more island music, especially the older stuff. Plus, if you're in a band or you were in a band and you've got recorded material, hit me up as well. The whole point of this is to give PEI music more exposure because we've got such a surprising amount of it with such a surprising range of styles. And when people hear about Altoons, they're always like, wow, what a great thing for the island. So help me make sure people know about it. Post, share my post, tell folks at the grocery store. Hell, do we still have party lines on PEI? Whatever works for you. I just like to get this celebration of island music into the ears of everyone from Mont Carmel to Georgetown. Musical contribution to the Altoons theme by Kayla McCauley and John Hashem. Show concept by Rocky O'Neill. I'm Adam Michael James, and I'm back home on this very windy island, at least as of this recording. Next week, the winds of Isle Tunes will blow in another selection of well-known and obscure songs for you to discover or rediscover. Plus, another island artist will talk to you about their music. 
I don't know who that is yet, but then again, neither do you, so we're even. Have yourselves a fine mid-January, and as I always say, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. See you soon.